Hello and welcome to Into the World We Go. I'm your host, Marklina Lyon, and I am so happy that you have found yourself on this podcast. Whether you are listening to a solo episode or one of my very many special guests that I have, or even one of my monthly episodes with Amber Dolenbath, I know that you are here because you are walking in the past, stepping forward into the unknown, and I know how scary and wild that could feel in your life, but I also know that those moments of discomfort is truly bringing you to that change and growth that you are craving. So if you find yourself here, just know that this is a supportive place, this is a loving space, and that we are all on that path to self-freedom, self-liberation and stepping into those lion spirits that we know live within us, that roar that wants to come out and echo through the world, claiming our space, claiming our beings, simply by owning our stories, owning our pain, and changing that into the power that we share every day. We no longer live in the shadows of our trauma or our past, And we're learning every single moment how to integrate every part of our being so that we understand ourselves at a level of true love. No longer trying to force anything, no longer trying to hide anything. We remain in a transparent being, an honest spirit, free from anything that holds us back. Because as we continue to step into that unknown while we step into the world, We free ourselves and we awaken to who we truly are based off of what we believe. So if you are ready to take this journey and to step into the unknown with me and all of my amazing guests, then welcome and let's dive in into the world we go. take this moment and extend my new offering with all of you. I'm so honored and ecstatic to be in this space today to extend myself and share this with the world. What I am sharing today is my one-on-one guided soul journeys. And what that is, is the awakening of the light within you. What we do is we go on a detailed visualization led by me. You will dive deep into the depths of your own soul and being and travel to different dimensions of time like never before. Discover that the sun that beams so bright is you. By truly leaning into the parts of yourself you once believed only darkness could exist. During your session, you'll encounter and connect with your angels, ancestors, archangels, gods and goddesses, and all divine beings who hold messages of insight, clarity, and unconditional love for you. Messages will be channeled through me and spoken out loud, while others will be said directly to you. Every session is unique to the individual and their level of openness and receiving the answers that they are seeking. Come with clear questions and intentions and allow your heart and soul to lead the way, and you will be shown far more than your human mind could possibly imagine. Guided visualizations is one of the most powerful tools that you can use in your healing journey because it allows you to step out of the matrix world and step into the different dimensions of space and time. If there's parts of yourself that you are struggling to heal or struggling to understand and having a lot of resistance, this is a great tool to use to get deep within your own being and travel through your soul. 
Every one-on-one -on -one session is personalized for what the person is experiencing in their own world and life. So whatever your questions are, whatever your intentions are, whatever it is that you are working through, that is what is going to be leading the way for your guided soul journey. This happens organically through me. It is a way that I connect with your own guides and beings and the way I connect with your soul will show me what it is that you need to be seen and I will take you exactly there. The guided visualizations can last anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes and after that we'll leave a remainder of time to discuss anything that comes up for you that you want to hold space for, that you want to reflect on, and then we will alchemize through energy healing and sound healing. To close our session, I will do an intuitive card reading using oracle and tarot cards to channel messages of enlightenment, radical truth, and motivation from your higher powers. These sessions can be intense, and while our time together is only 60 minutes, the downloads and understanding of your journey can continue to come through for days to weeks after your guided soul journey experience has ended. Make sure you drink lots of water, make sure you give yourself a lot of rest and lots and lots of tender love and care after your session because man, I am telling you, we are traveling, we are doing the works, we are doing the fucking healing of our ancestors and that's why I created Guided Soul Journeys because this is the work of our ancestors. This is the powerful healing that the collective is needing. These sessions are done based off of a sliding scale of $55 to $88, so you pay what you can. So if you feel called to connect with me and journey on one of these guided soul journeys, then please feel free to reach out to me. There's nothing more that I would feel so honored to do than to make space and hold space for the fucking light that you are. On this week's episode, I have a special co-host, one of my dear friends, Diamond Brusso. I met Diamond back when I lived in New Hampshire, and I naturally gravitated towards her because she is just such a bright spirit. She has a smile and presence that literally can just shift the whole room in such a positive way. Her love, her care, her attentiveness, the ways that she notices things in the world, it's just such a breath of fresh air to speak to her, to be in her presence. And that's why I wanted to have her come on this show because like I do with all my other guests, I can't just keep it all to myself. And I wanna share it with the world because I know that what they are saying, what Diamond speaks of in this episode, really is things that people need to hear. She touches on our relationship with Earth. She touches on the ways that we see our life and how our perception of life isn't even truly ours. Diamond addresses many issues relating to even the role that we play in the world that we exist. Taking an honest look, having radical self-awareness, and knowing that are you actually doing your part to make this world better or are you adding to the issues to make this world even worse than it is? <laughs> One of the hardest things for us to do as human beings is to separate ourselves and actually look at how we are treating not just our own being, but how are we treating this earth? The topics, the conversations are vital and imperative for all of us to hear. And I hope that you guys find your own depth of wisdom 
and takeaways from this episode, make sure you have your notebooks, make sure you have your pens and papers because there is a lot that comes up here and I want you guys to really start thinking more critically about how we are showing up, not just for our own beings, but for our fucking earth. (laughs) So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Into the World We Go. I'm your host, Marcolina Lyon, and today I have a really special guest, another co-host that is very dear to my heart. I've known this woman for a couple of years now. We actually used to work together um, when I lived in New Hampshire at um, a school, and we bonded when we got to work in each other's classroom, and it was really such a nourishing experience and relationship for me because we were able to open our hearts to each other and you know witness each other and things that we were going through and things that we had gone through and we were also able to share laughs and and understand each other's experience of life um, in a way that really wasn't being fully met in other parts and so it was really nice and nourishing to have this woman, this powerful being in my life. And that's why I wanted to have her come on here and talk to you guys so you can know who she is as well. Um, Her name is Diamond. I'm going to actually have her go ahead and introduce herself. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Diamond? Thank you. Hi, my name is Diamond. um, And I wish likewise was like a good enough representation for being like same because... Mm. Um, it's so even funny to hear you call me a woman because I just remember being such a girl at that time and like so just young in the moment and maybe not an age or what I thought mentally, but definitely just in my position and experience and just how much I totally needed you then and can appreciate that even more now and how great that is like growing and realizing that. Um But yeah, we started out in school and that was funny too, because like our whole thing, the whole day was what can we do for others? What can we do for the little ones? And especially with the little ones, it's even more of what can I do for you all day? And um, with all the things I remember sharing tears with you too, and just being in a comfortable space to release, because when you get to a place of maturity, you realize, uh, I can't like, I need to get this out of my body, but I can't do that in anger. I can't do that in resentment. I can't do that in shutting down. I have to do something. So I think a lot of us cry and crying is exhausting. I think for that reason, because with crying comes release and like some sort, it doesn't mean you're not feeling it anymore, but you are relieving the physical tension. I think that that feeling or that situation, whatever happened, caused you, Um, especially an environment where maybe you feel like you have to deal with it internally, right? Like you Mm -hmm. can't express to um, the source of this pain and tension that they're being pain and tension. You just got to suck it up and deal with what comes next because right now there's no way out of this particular situation, it feels like. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, it's nice to bond during that time, you know, because mm-hmm. you're right, like, especially like working with children, like it really does teach you that a lot about your emotions and the struggle of suppressing your emotions, too. And how do you release it without projecting it? Um, mm-hmm. So I love that you you actually incorporated that there because 
that really did explain a lot of like the stress of that time and how big it was. And it also gives light to even people who are in that position currently, you know, still working that because it really is a very misunderstood career, you know, working Mm. in early childhood. Um, It is really undervalued and the, the, knowledge of the amount of stress and strain it puts on your nervous system of working with that age group and and not having the resources always that you need. Um, Mm. you know, it's really, really straining on, on individuals. Like we run on fight or flight constantly. And so bonding in those times where we had those little moments where we could talk and, and, you know, even like I, we didn't even really spend time venting about the, the actual, what was like triggering because it was actually triggering other parts of our lives. So by the time we got yes. to lunch, cause when you work with kids, like that's also something I feel like you realize as you start realizing your experience and you start witnessing yep. yourself within them, especially we weren't parents. We didn't have kids of our own. So we're sitting here doing this genuinely out of just love and uh, appreciation for what it is to be a kid. And then finding ourselves in these predicaments where it's like, this is how I'm responding, but is this the right way to do it? Am I like totally being what was taught to me? How do I change this and do different and like do right by this child? Like not even just because I'm doing it at a daycare, this is someone else's kid, but because this is literally practice for how I'm going to handle the spilt milk on the table, how I'm going to handle the running across the room and falling and smacking your head after I told you 10 times to please stop running (laughs) how I'm gonna handle you breaking this toy I just brought in for you guys and was so excited Mm -hmm. for you using you just now broken and disappointed me and it's like and then especially doing it young being kind of in a position where like I came from small town Springfield Vermont where the only good job to feel um like proud of your job title and not ashamed of what you're doing every day was in childcare because you know this is still a time where I think I'm personally just getting out of like oh that cashier job or oh you work in the drive through or oh like no actually your position does not uh, define your worth and also the pandemic taught us who's actually the one we're depending on every day and called in the essential workers what a smack in the face. And it was just one of those things where it's like, I was doing it out of the societal norm of you're a woman, what are you going to do? You want a name for yourself, you want to be something more than. And so I don't even think I started for the right reasons, but found the right reasons in it and explored my own childhood through it and saw kids in life that I was probably viewed and like really got to hopefully be a really positive light in these kids' lives Mm -hmm. and grew bonds where even today now, because I still live in the same city when we work together, I still see some of our kids and I hesitate because I'm like, there's no way you remember me. And oh my God, sometimes my kids remember me. And it's the Miss Brusos and the excitement and the parents' excitement and and, then the holy, holy shit. Like you really appreciated me and you loved me. And I loved you enough to, I'm a memory in your little head. I'm somebody who, (laughs) man, if I'm 50 one day, you might come up to me and pat me on the shoulder and be like, hey, it wasn't anything serious, but like you were a teacher in my classroom. And it's like, whoa. And I love that. And and that's almost like pure validation of kids like you. You're a good person. (laughs) Like, because they know if they're not that animals. Right. They know if the vibe is wrong. Yeah. For sure. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what, that is so special for your kids to like, remember you and, and, <clears throat> you know, that was something I learned early on in early childhood is like, a lot of times kids aren't going to remember you because of how young mm. you are, but the impact that we make on their life is probably one of the most important ones. Yes. And so understanding that role that when, like when you're choosing to work in that, like how much of an impact that you are having on them. And even if they don't remember you, it's still very important what you did. Like yes. they will remember the feelings of the thinking. The back words you time. said. Yes. The yes, experiences like they, they had. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you're so right. Like kids do know, they truly know in their core, like who's good and pure in their heart, just like animals do. Um, so I love that you said that. And, and I love the, like honoring the experience of working in childhood, um, early childhood education. It really, really is such a, a big experience, especially for people who don't have their mm. own children. And then the ways that we're raising them yeah. and like the things that we're having to learn and go it's a huge role. Yeah, yeah like, that I literally remember, is our future. It's crazy. It is. It is. And we have a, a role to play in it. We had a role like we were. And even now, like we still interact with other people. And I mean, I don't work in early childhood anymore. Um, but, you know, we still obviously used to have a role. Likewise, and, right. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had people reach out from the program and and still be like, hey, how are you doing? Like so-and-so wanted to, to check on you or send you a letter. And I'm like, I can't even. Like, I can't even. Yeah, right. <laughs> like you remember me, you thought of me. Yes. Um, but I want you to, to share a little bit about yourself, about who you are, maybe a little bit of where you're from, um, you know, and, and when I say who you are, I'm going to say what I said to you before we came on is really more about like who you are, but what you believe and, and what your belief system is of, of, you know, what's important for you in your life and your existence and, and even what you share today of your story. Absolutely. Um, I mean, with that too, when you said it to me earlier, I was like, okay, think of something now. I'm thinking of something now. But I'm like, I not to say I don't know who I am, but I respect who I'm trying to be because I think that's actively who I am. But because it's like ever changing with the choices I'm given each day and with like the perspective I have. And if like, I'm being more so like, if I reflect and I could have been less selfish that day, just anything like that. I think I am just somebody it's easier to be like, I am just somebody who's trying to be like, so socially aware and positive in my place in this world, because I'm also having a huge identity crisis with like my worth, just kind of as a human being, not as a person, right? Not as an individual, but as a human being on this big ass rock mm -hmm. and totally respecting my perspective of literally being an American and totally having to check myself a lot on remembering I am on one very small part of a way bigger world mm -hmm. and it's so profound to me like what I truly don't grasp and understand of that mm -hmm. because I'm just doing the best I can for where I am what I know which is so little compared to the huge like the wider spectrum of things yeah. so I just truly actively I'm just like trying to be what good is what I think good is what I know good is and like what that what I would want in my life, like what I want around me, let me do for others. Let me 
just be peace. I don't know, like minding my business, like, like just totally on my own accord. Like I'm not trying to step on any toes. Please don't step on mine. Mm. Let's make this as enjoyable as it can be kind of without being like gloomy, but it's nonstop crazy, nonstop information, perspective, opinion, experience, like traumatization. Like we've been so desensitized to all the things that are happening. And it's like, to be like, do I even matter? Isn't me like drama? Like, oh my God, do I even matter? But geez, like on the bigger spectrum of things, it ain't that deep. And we matter, but totally in a separate conversation that we had, we matter in our world. We're totally first party player. Like this is all we know and all we will know because this is our experience consciously. So I just, I like that question because I like all the different answers and I like what it brought up. Cause I'm like, who am I? Like I am everything and nothing all at one time. Like I am just science. I'm just here. I'm diamond. I'm a social security number. I'm like a lot. I'm feeling a lot. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot. I, I love, I love the way you responded to that. And I think that was like one of the most pure, genuine responses, because I think so many people are so quick to dive into I'm this title and I'm that title. And I love that you acknowledge the fact that like the human, like your, your spiritual experience is already a known being. And that's the part of you that is nothing and is everything. Mm. That's what that is. But your human experience is also very much a part of you that you're struggling to understand. And so it is like such a loaded question. And I love like the difference though, because every person I've asked on this podcast has gone into like, I'm this label, I'm that label, I'm this label, I'm that label. And not that that's a bad thing, but I love that you honor the fact that like, human part of you is like still trying to understand that what you have learned you you like for you to sit there and say i know exactly who i am wouldn't be 100 percent true when you're still trying to le- learn and unlearn mm. and reprogram all parts of this human side of you mm. um and so i love that you honor the human experience and you don't even touch on a label to be of anything really but you know what because we are so many different versions of who we are because we are who everyone around us has seen us as we are who the people in our lives who love us intimately see us as and who our parents see us as and our siblings see us as and our peers see us as. Like there are so many diamonds in this world that I couldn't honestly give you one straightforward answer. I know how I feel about my personality, but this is not my ego talking. Like I don't try to second guess myself, but I try to be so self-aware that sometimes I'm like diamond chill, like girl, you have a personality, um, give that. But I'm also like, you know what? You're going to take me for as you do. And with that, it's like I come off abrasive to some. I come off funny and quirky to others. I come off um, really hard and mean and like unapproachable to a lot of people. And in reality, I think I'm like the goofiest, most embarrassing, um, like ratchet. Like I don't (laughs) like I'm just like here for it. And People are like, no, girl, like I was intimidated. Like it really felt like I should not come to you. I'm like, what do you mean? No, come say I love a hello. Give me a hug. I'm your aunt. Kate. Like, what are you talking about? We've known each other for years. Like, I'm like, how is that serious? You've got to be kidding me. And, but I'm like, you know what? Like you are to these people, what all their experiences in life equal you being when they see you, when they feel your presence, when they see your stance and they, you know, see your hair and your skin color, all of it. It's all going to be to each person that of their own. 
And so I'm just totally trying to humble myself in the reality of which that I am like a human being on this earth, the same way that's a bird in the sky, the same way that was an ant on the ground. Because my biggest thing too is like, I used to murder ants as a kid. I used to freaking stomp out their house. How dare you build a mound on this grassy knoll? I'm stomping them all out. Like it was, uh, it was a thrill for me. And I'm older now and I'm like, first of all, you monster. Like, first of all, the lives that you damaged and the families you have torn apart and the 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 hours that that aunt had to put in and put away from their family to repair damage you caused for years you menace like also what if that aunt who the hell am i to say that aunt didn't have a life and an opinion and a perspective i cannot say that and now i really see it as such like i'm not gonna kill you spider not because um, I respect anything you do for me because um, I don't even care. I don't want your web either. I get it. You kill certain stuff, but I'm selfish. But I respect you. I respect you enough to know you were put here too. I'm no better than you simply because I have some type of conscious being because that's what I think is better. I don't know that. And quite frankly, I respect you more. I respect this is my thing. Like I told Kevin one day, I was like, I was like disassociating from the religion idea. I'm like, nope, this is not me. I don't need to have a religion to know what I feel. I was like, you know what my belief is? You know what my religion is? The wilderness, animals, the wild. I'm like, you know why I'm not going to sit here and worry about human being sexuality and what arouses another? Because they do that in the wild. And if what I believe in and spiritually who I connect with was against that. Guess what they went to? They went biologically create animals that have never been touched by mankind to do things naturally that come to them for pleasure. I'm, I'm over the narrative. I'm over that. I find my religion in the wild because that is the only thing y'all have not been able to touch and manufacture and manipulate to uh, fit your agenda or how you saw fit for a society or whatever you wanted out of it. It's literally the only thing I have left that has gone unscathed for the most part that I can look at and identify with and, and base some of my judgment on and base some of my, you know, what I deem right or wrong or characteristics to have. It's literally right there in front of us. And it's the one thing we disrespect and neglect the most. And it's so sad. It really is. Oh my God. Oh, that was so beautiful. I'm like, this is so juicy. I love everything that you're saying. I love everything you're saying. And I even love, like, I love the acknowledgement of the selfish human part of you. That's like, don't put your webs in my house. <laughs> right. like, Mind you, I just like, we just built this entire house on your whole woods, but how dare you have a web in my home? I just love it. But I also love that you said to a spider, like I'm your equal like that, that really just like, changed my life. Like, honestly, like, and, like the minute I started realizing that it's when my whole life and perspective changed. It was like, girl, you can't just give respect to mankind. Like there's so much here that you need to acknowledge and have respect for that was here way before you could ever come and live in it and bask in its glory and learn about it. And see it and it's really like how dare us as humans because we really intruded a whole ecosystem that was thriving and doing well way before us way without us and quite frankly after mm -hmm. because we have not done right by what was given to us and by the same that's the problem like the same opportunity right every species has 
yeah. had and look what we've done with it. Because at one point, every living being was the top of their food chain at one given time during some sort of evolution, whatever you believe in, there was a top, everyone got to be a top dog. And it was just like, clearly with our evolution and how we continue to evolve, unfortunately, we took that shit and we ran very, 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 very far out of the boundaries. Like to the point where you even said, like, I, the only reason I think I'm better than you is because the consciousness that makes me think that I'm better than you. And that also was like, fuck, like, yo, are you kidding with that one? Because that's so true. Like, we think that because we have a conscious mind that we're better than people, but it's because the fact that we think consciously our consciousness is so conceited and like, that's like, that is what conceited is, or that's what Mm. self-centered, you know, like, like, so like self-absorbed thinking that Mm. like you're better because you think what, like, why does that, why do you automatically assume you're better just because you think, you know, or you think like that in those ways when, all these animals, you're right. Like they're not here destroying the earth. They're not taking more than they need. They're just living exactly how they were destined and chosen to live. And, and because we were given this willpower to think with our conscious mind, we have been, some of abused it terribly. And we've been manipulated and brainwashed ourselves to then, because they realized the power of the conscious mind, they have morphed us into now living 90% in a subconscious mind, meaning that we're autopilot, we're robot. So we get 10% in our conscious mind nowadays because of the ways that our minds have been explored and and challenged and and you know what I mean so it's gotten to the point where it's like we're robotic and I feel like that's why you and I feel crazy like and other people I've had on here like who really know what we're talking about in that like awakening of like realizing like I'm I think I'm more conscious than I than I'm I'm realizing other people might Mm. be and and we were taught also that that's self-centered to think something like that to think or like you, witchly or foreign or something yes, to be concerned about or you use the word aware before so even using a more simple term like saying like to say that i'm more <laughs> aware than you mm. is like who the fuck are you to say that to me yep but when you look around and you realize like you look at nature it's like no 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 i'm not i'm not aware because i'm self-centered i'm aware because I went outside. I'm aware mm. because I watched an educational thing instead of an, an, uh, an algorithm that is designed to keep me in the same loops for the rest mm. of my life. If I don't choose something else, you know what I, I mean? Like it's absolutely, it's going against the norm because clearly sums up something wants something to work like this. If this is the demand, there's no, there's no call for something with no, uh, like necessary background. Nobody's going to put forth an effort to make sure something is the way it is without there being some type of purpose, I would think and hope. And clearly it's been demonstrated. It's just, it's, it's definitely just trying to humble myself and acknowledge my worth and like to truly be someone that's a good person it does require respect you have to honestly respect things that people go huh like things that just like oh my god like you're a joke like that's a joke like but but who told you that that's the case who who told you that and and also what taught me that we are not top dogs is we're destroying everything and there's no way you're gonna tell me that we are the smartest, best beings there could have ever been. And we're literally destroying it all. 
it's all going to hell. It's out of everyone and everything's control at this point. We have gone to a point where they, there's no, and then I understand to the scientific background of, you know, regardless of our, um, imp, excuse me, wow, impact on the earth, you know, it was either going to get colder or hotter one day because that's what happens, right? Um, we, that does not excuse the horrendous damage we have done when it comes to, I mean, let's even to the, the discussion of the rainforest, we, we find this land, we go, this is mine now. I want this. What I need out of this is more important than the trillions of lives existing from the very slugs that climb up this tree to the wildlife that flies through it, to the animals that creep and crawl on the floor. All those perspective aspects, beings, existence, uh, participations in the ecosystem, um, just environmental contributions to our earth, you deem those all less important to that of your human beings. There's a lesson to be learned from that. There's greed in you. There's selfishness. There's ignorance. That's pure ignorance. What we could have done was figure out a way to coexist with the things without destroying them. We didn't. We said it makes more sense. There's so much more of it to just tear it down, pave over it. We'll build a we'll build a garden. When there's so many, and that's the other thing about America, there's so many other cultures, right? That we deem savage. Uh, we deem third world country. We love that one. We deem behind in time technologically because they still live amongst their land. Because instead of knocking down trees to build our home, we're going to build our home in trees. We are going to become one with our surrounding and find out how we can coexist and take but give Mm -hmm. and balance that and consciously acknowledge that every other existing being around us is our equal, especially, and it don't matter what religion you go down, that's what you are taught in any spiritual religion and belief. So point blank period, that is it. There is no God that made that monkey, but cared more when they made you. There is no God that let that tree grow and give oxygen and receive light but said, no, yeah, you still matter more. Like, yes. Like, yeah, you come for, no, absolutely not. I don't care. There's no way to put, no, that's not, that's not it. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) And until we all come to that kind of realization, I mean, this is just what life's going to be. It's a whole lot of, ugh, Mm. a whole lot of disagreeing, a whole lot of disappointment, a whole lot of like bad things happening us around us. And that's kind of be like, hmm, I wonder if that was avoidable. Well, are you ready for that discussion? Yeah, right. Because I- actively, I don't think you cared if that was avoidable or not. You didn't care until it um, brought like uh, disturbance or irritants to your life. That's when it was a, uh, oh, maybe we should talk about it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love the topics that you're bringing up. And it definitely is so like not where I thought we were going. And I, I'm so here for it because this is like the stuff that really needs to be said. And I mean, all of it needs to be said, truthfully. Um, there's just so much to be said. And but I do love that you are talking in this level of like speaking, tr- like the truth of understanding that 
our belief of thinking that we're better than is this, the exact thing that is destroying our entire mm-hmm. world. It is the exact thing that is destroying our lives and the ways that we exist in our lives. It's the reason why, like the fact that we all grow up to adults who don't know how to survive in the wild at all and think it's perfectly fine is actually really scary and terrifying to our ancestors. If our ancestors came, I don't think they would be celebrating the ways we think to be like, we progress. I think they would be mortified that we don't know how to start a fire. We don't know how to yep. care for our earth that like we're we're building things in places that should have never been built or habitats should yep. never be living in like or for the reasons that they were built and just truly the technological advances and growth will be our demise and when people say robots will take over it's because look at the world look at the blueprint we're giving it there's nothing that's going to be able to live in the climate we leave behind except for that of machinery and robots yes. it's not fit for humans yeah And it's so sad because, man, like, and I always sit and I go, oh, my God, could you imagine a world where Native Americans actually thrived in America? And can you imagine what it would have been had that gone unscathed and untouched and it truly was allowed to grow into whatever that was going to be? Oh, my gosh. I can't even see that kind of world because we've been taught that peace is foreign and that living any other kind of life is completely a joke and unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I would give up all the iPhones, all the Facebooks, all the text messages, all the selfies. I would give it all back Mm. for what that could have been just because of the longevity from that kind of life. Just because of the, the true, because this is what really gets me every day is that I'm living the identity America told me to live. And that comes in the sense of, since day one, I've gone to daycare, preschool, I've gone to school, I have been taught to sit somewhere for this many hours a day. Then once I got out of childhood and being forced to go to school for eight hours a day, I was told you're an adult. Now you have to pay bills in your name because you need to build a life for yourself. And that costs money. Now you have to go to something called work for eight hours a day and you have to go. If you don't go, you will go homeless. You'll probably start doing drugs. You'll go to jail. Just like if you didn't go to school, your parents are going to go to jail. You're legally like required to fit this standard. You need to fit this mold. You have this number. This is the role you now take in the society. Holy crap, that's not my destiny as a human. Also, my destiny as a human is not to be a doctor or a lawyer and or a scientist and find the cure for cancer and save lives. Actually, you don't know what that was supposed to be because this whole thing is orchestrated. My real destiny as a human being was to be that one of living off the land and what my role was going to be as a participant in that environment. Like that, like that's really the nitty gritty of how I think of this whole world every day. This is a facade. This is a Sims game. This is literally a, a, a run through. And, 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 a, and a demonstration of, like, of the environment, of the impact of this, of how this affected them, of they were going through that. And it's a scientific experiment, I feel like, half the damn time. Yeah. And, man, I'm, like, just playing a role. This isn't even my destiny. This All this, oh, you'll find out what you're meant to do. No, dude. They, all these roles, these job titles are something somebody else put in this society to say, this is what human men mankind were supposed to do this is not anything but like we said earlier like when our personal discussion this is somebody else this blows my mind this is somebody else's mind and orchestration of life and imagination truly being played out this is literally someone else's whole idea that we are living and doing and putting on 
And that's just that. And that's the really sad part is like, are we living for ourselves? Like, yeah, in what we can, in what we've been given as our line of road, like, uh, you know, designated space to be in before we're at a boundary. Mm-hmm. And it's just generational. It's we're so deep in this. It, like I said, like we said earlier, it's bled yeah. deep into the roots to where it is the entire beat. It is what it is. Yeah. I, you know, you really sparked my mind too, with, um, saying that your, your soul's purpose or your life's purpose isn't even able to be fully lived out. And that really is so, so fucking impactful. You saying that to me, because that really makes so such a clear understanding of why so many of us feel this void and emptiness or feeling like, Oh, I'll go try this career. or I'll go try that career because God forbid the career you wanted was to live off of land and to raise a family and to live like that. Like you, you, we really have been raised to be like, you're a loser. You're, you're, um, that's child abuse. You're a hippie. You're a hippie. And unless you got money and you're, and you're making a little trailer house, you know, like there's there's different standards of like, uh, somebody living in, in an RV versus somebody living in an RV. Like there really are two different versions because we've been like trained to think, but you know, and even people like who want like compounds are living on compounds, you know, like there are people like who literally like their destiny, like they chose to take that brave act to step out of society and be like, this is my natural instinct. You know, this is my, this is what we are supposed to be teaching our children and doing for our children and, you know, and how we're supposed to be giving back to our life. So I love that you, you say that because I think a lot of us, are very afraid, honestly, like I, I, mm. as much as like living on a compound sounds great. And even one of my friends talk about all the time, I'm, I'm terrified to go and live on a compound, you know, like that's such a different experience of life. But to think about it, you just made my mind go crazy because like for the first time, like I just had this vision of imagining myself waking up naturally to the sunrise because humans are mm. also the only animal that sleeps long past the sunrise. Every other animal wakes with the sunrise or goes, yes at it one or the other but that's what they naturally do and like I had this vision of like naturally awakening to the sunrise walking barefoot to my garden picking out my food raising children some that aren't even mine you know like we're still teachers and educators and mentors and students you know in this community where yes I know how to make a fire I know how to protect myself from wild animals like we're supposed to know how. where there's no ideology of money and rather a community of contribution and trade truly where it's I actually thrive in making clothing and I work very well with fabrics where you clearly know what plants need and when and how to read them and you know how to grow livestock and make your animals happy and how to breed successfully and keep young alive and you know how to work with your hands and build and you're very smart architecturally and it's literally that because we all have skill sets and places we perform best that would fit in a society it's the society and the ideology we've all been placed in and the literally all I can think of is like massive like cult like cultivation of like society and like what we are supposed to deem as right wrong up down successful not successful uh worthy not worthy Mm. and it's like what I it's it's the scary part of being like I think what I was everything I've been taught is wrong and I know if I say this out loud 
I'm crazy. They're going to put me in a loony bin and I'm going to be one of those people rocking back and forth because I was the conspiracy. And I, and you really start thinking, wow, all the people we were ever told were crazy. Like it was just because they knew things that as a society, if we all learned and accepted, everything would change Mm. the whole, everything it would unstabilize, fall apart. And the way we live today would stop abruptly and be totally different than that. And it would be what it should be, but that's not what, you know, whoever they is, I guess, want. It's not what, even what we want. We're so brainwashed. It's like Stockholm syndrome. We want this life now. We, we want to make money. We want to maybe go viral and get rich and famous one day and have it all and live in the nicest places and afford the best trips and drink the nicest wines and, and just indulge, 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 indulge until we're gone one day and hope that when we look back, we did it all and we experienced it all and felt it all and saw it all. Mm. And that's, again, just really in the spectrum of what we were told we could do, experience, see, feel, and what we wanted. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I love everything that we're saying. And it reminds me, honestly, I was talking about the book before. Well, I said The Alchemist, but The Four Agreements. Have you ever read, read that book? No. Honestly, you could be the author of it without yeah. like you're speaking <laughs> like you're speaking like this book. Like you're literally almost word for word. Like it's like crazy. And that's how like honestly, you know, like when people really like get it and they also like speak like the word of spirit. You know what I mean? And and honestly, yeah. like I could hear spirit through you and how you speak and like the things you just like start like saying and like, you know, before I came on, like I did say, like, I'm like, you know, let's just let let's let the conversation flow and just let whatever needs to be said through you to come through. Um, and I love that this is like, this is what's coming through because, you know, I'm like going back to like, we don't know what we think. Like one of the ways that I've been trained to think about a podcast episode is like, I have to think of all these questions for you. And, and I Mm. love that. Um, and as much as like, and I also think like, oh, people will have to know an entire story in order for them to get to know you. But I love that this, like, this is like the diamond that I got to know too, where Mm. it was like, you just speak so, so much wisdom and so much knowing, and also just so real about life and and it just makes it so refreshing to engage in these types of conversations because you're right like so many people are still living in this old paradigm and living in these old cycles and they don't even know like they literally don't even know anymore who they are what they are why they're even here and they don't really see the point of life anymore you know it's just yeah die and and that's not true that's not true at all soul's evolution is really this magnificent thing and and it even goes as far as like our soul's evolution is leading us to being gods and goddesses truthfully like that's why Mm. we go through so much fucking shit you know it's even like i don't i don't practice obviously we were talking about christianity um but you know, I do believe that like Jesus, for example, was a, a divine being, a real person who went through a mm. lot of shit, you know, and it's an example <laughs> right. of like how this person is meant like we don't live, we don't become divine, unfortunately, by living uh, a life of gold without the, right, the true right. cycle of life because like our mother because you Earth, have to find appreciation in something yes and mother earth doesn't live like that either so why would any creature mm. come on this planet like you were saying about nature why would we be an exception to it 
And the only reason we want to be an exception and believe we should be an exception again is because of our fucking conscious mind. Our consciousness like has literally said, well, you're too special or you don't deserve it or it's unfair. Meaning that like this isn't supposed to happen to you, but what about little Bambi who loses her mother? You know what I mean? And the issue is we grew as human beings. We, the, the literal thing about it is we just so happen to grow smart enough to start manipulating our surroundings and the things that were quote unquote smaller than us to where we could just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and take up more space and take more things and take, 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 because we just started going, Oh, I think I'm smart. I'm more aware than you of this. So then, and then from there, it was just on to the next, and on to the next, and on to the next, because maybe without malicious intent, sure. But there was intent to have power to be bigger, to be the dominant, um, you know, species uh, somewhere where we started. And that that's clearly only grown. Yeah. And it's unfortunate to see like the evil in that and just how powerful it is. And the only reason I truly respect my standing on it. And when you say like, I'm speaking so much wisdom, it's so much for me at 23 years old to be like, I'm speaking wisdom. I really have to be like, diamond, don't get a big head. Every time someone says that you're so wise beyond your ears, you're, you're so, you have so much wisdom. That is so profoundly, um, like, like a huge compliment. It's just like a profound respect. And like, I don't know, like it's past kindness. It's like, holy cow. Like the fact that someone feels like something I'm saying could even be deemed to such a word of wisdom, not, oh, what you're saying is really smart or, oh, what you're saying makes sense. No, for that to be wisdom, wisdom to me is something that truly can take people and bring them to a place. And for me at my age, even have that capability to come out of my mouth with just what I've orchestrated in my mind to be how I should start looking at things. It's freaking huge. It's a lot to even accept and take in because it's like, holy cow, like uh, that's power that there's power in what I'm saying. There's power in what I believe. And again, like we were speaking off, off recording, am I doing it with good intention behind it? Am I doing it so that I can be a good people onto others and hopefully promote that in the world and constantly staying on myself to be like, this is not um, for clout. And because right now the thing is to be different and to go against the norm. No, like I was the person that judged the different people. I was the person who saw a different way of living past the nice things, the glamour, the glitz, the money, the career. And I said, Oh, you're weird. Like, no, you like, I'm not that living on a farm is weird, but Oh, I couldn't do without a phone and electricity. Oh, I couldn't go backwards. And it wasn't until I realized, Holy shit backwards is so forward that I was born in the wrong era. I was born not in a time where I even want to be alive because we're so grossly unappreciative. We're so grossly selfish. We are so grossly harmful. And we are going to have to reap the consequences. And I'm so scared of what those are because we have caused so much damage that we deserve severe consequences that spiritually, mentally, emotionally, I can't even fathom because we have done so bad. We have normalized such bad things. We have contributed such negative toxicity to the one place that's just given, man. All it's done is give us everything we needed. And we really we really screwed the pooch on that one. Put it in frame. Yeah. Like 
we really, wow, wow, we could have done this way better. And it sucks because I have to say we. I can't disassociate myself from what's going on here. I am fully contributing. I am actively participating. And I am not brave enough to start the revolution that says stop. And I was talking to Kevin about this. Kevin being my boyfriend. Sorry for the listeners because they don't know. Uh, Kevin being my boyfriend of four years now. And we were in the mall talking. And it, and I felt this way for a long time. And it's the fact that I'm like, oh, I hope I don't get like taken out Mark Lina if the government takes me out, like, just know it's because I'm openly saying that. No, but seriously, it's going to take all of us. And, and when I say all of us, I mean the emergency responders, the doctors, the lawyers, the police officers, the mall attendant workers, the service workers for the car, the people who do the airplanes, the pilots, everyone, the CIA, the FBI, criminals, people in the prison. Don't go to work. Mm-hmm. Don't leave your house that day. Don't pick up your phone. Don't turn on a TV. Don't pay a bill. Don't acknowledge anything outside of your own present being in your household, your family, the personalities, the individual, the souls present in your life. You are nothing outside of that. You are no job title. There's nowhere to be. That means everybody. That means everybody. Every emergency that happens, the people in that active moment are a part of that emergency. The people who are bystanders who come by who can help you, there is no 911. There's none of that. The whole the whole system, if, if someone gets up and turns on electricity every day, you're not clocking into work. You're not. That is when revolution and the change comes and the start is, is when every single human being on this planet Earth drops every additional identity besides that of what I consciously know is my name, what I believe in, what I feel in my mind, where I'm at right now, who I'm with personally. No technology, no phones, no connection in any other way. That is when we see the world outside of the racism, the systemic uh, built society, the the uh, se- the gender norms, the, the the every aspect we've created. This is all an illusion. Mm. The minute we all decide to put that all down collectively as a whole and give no excuses, if ands or buts to any of it ever again, mm-hmm. that's it. And that's an impossible idea to think of. People are like, no 911, no police, no. Girl, it goes so much far past that. What do you mean? I'm talking about your mailman. I'm talking about uh, the, the, all of it. You're not, don't, no. Stay in your house. Stay in your house. Stay stay right where you are. And it blows it like it would be it would be the craziest thing to not consume, to not go shopping, to not to just stand right there. And it makes so much sense if, to me anyways, when I sit down and I think of it, but the complexity behind it to, to, to not be a president that day. Don't go in the Senate. You're not at the cat. No, no, there's no law. There's no nothing to go do because just be you today mm-hmm. and don't leave your space and stay there and don't contribute to anything that's not right here physically, personally in front of you. You know, that's so big to say too. And, and, and as much as it, like, it seems like it could be so impossible and, and I would like to believe that it is possible, but I, I do really believe and understand what you're saying is like change, like the, like that big, large scale change doesn't occur until everyone recognizes that the thing that is making us the way we are is like the things that we're putting so much value into. And it's also the same things that are destroying our entire earth 
And you're right. Like at first when you were saying we, I wanted to be like, well, I'm not part of that. But here I am talking to you on my laptop and been working on my screen and using electricity Living in our house on my yep. phone. And I, I have an iPhone and I, of course, like to get new, like updated stuff. And I live in this mm-hmm. house and I live in a desert that shouldn't be giving so much water, taking so much water, you know, like shouldn't be in and. If we didn't do what we did as humans, nobody could actually live where I live. You know what I mean? And there's other parts of this mm-hmm. world that really wouldn't be as um, habitable if we didn't do what we did. And it's destroying. Like, it's literally adding and contributing to the destroying of our wor- the, our earth. And until we make that, like, true, like, you know, and th- so I want to kind of retract because um, I was saying, like, it could be really hard. And maybe, like, our Senate and government might not be the people who stop. But us as people, just mm. us even doing it as people. Like, you know, like just being like, no, I and will it means not the it. army. It means like there is no one because that's where it begins. Because all these people, all these people that will send the army to those who are not contributing to society and to the, to the town that decided to stop. Right. Yeah. What if the army doesn't respond? You all are civilians too, being yes. told to do something by somebody else, truly drop the the drop it drop I love it the idea because it's like how do you survive without everything that told you how to exist that's really what you're and saying it's, and it's crazy because it's an illusion it's truly something we allow our minds to continue to build and put on and the minute we tell ourselves stop right as a whole that's all it would do it would just stop because we mm-hmm. are the ones doing it we are the hamsters on the the wheel making the gears all turn. Mm-hmm. And the only thing telling us to stop is something bigger and badder and meaner saying, if you do, uh-oh. And because when one or two or three stop at a time, you can really get that area and get them out of there and replace them with ones that won't do that next time, right? Mm-hmm. The prison system, the ones that fall out of the norm, whatever, whatever. Then there you go. You just got more that are going to keep listening and do what you want. But if the whole system decides no, you that's out of your control. You can't go to every household and and, and tell them that they're gonna. If there's more saying no than yes, that's just what it is. We win in numbers. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, it's this profound idea that's not that profound. And that's how I felt. I'm like, this is yeah. this profound idea I've had. But it's not that profound. It's not that out of reach. It's not that impossible. And it is unfortunately the only way to truly get and seek change because change has got to stop way, way at the bottom. Way. Yeah. I'll tell you this, that you have inspired me to want to take more action and be adding to that and starting with myself of having days where I don't use any technology. I don't use a car. I don't use anything. I just exist in my being, you know, because I think that, that, oh my God, like imagine life like that. Like, and I want to like talk to my listeners for a second. Like, I want you to imagine your life. Yes. Waking up like one week at a time, one day at a time, once a week. That's what I'm trying to say. Once a week, waking up, having this one day where a cell phone can't, it doesn't exist. Computers don't exist. Um, I will still use a toilet though in a shower. You are still allowed to use bowls. <laughs> yes, we don't want you shitting in garbage cans or like that. <laughs> you can still look in the mirror. Yes. Um, but like or use a microwave if you're hungry. Yes. <laughs> but like eliminating the 
existential versions of us because yes. holy crap, like also you're right. Like, I'm living in an illusion, Diamond. I'm li- you're right. I am. I'm living in an illusion. And not to and- laugh, but it's like, oh my god, like I don't want to change your life, but let me change your life. Like let me change your lives right here. Carry this by myself any longer. <laughs> Um, you're like you know what's crazy and how i know it's spirit because i i doubt you even saw what elon musk said recently did you no he irritates me personally okay well again the spirit is speaking through you because elon musk said something almost like like very similar he was pretty much trying because they i think they asked him what they thought about the metaverse and living Mm. in like an alternate reality or something like that and he pretty much said to the question that we already are living in an alternate yes yes this is an illusion and that we've been living this way for a long time pretty much since like Facebook came about like since my space yeah i don't like him but i respect him yeah but it's like i'd flick you in the forehead but i respect you yes (laughs) yes yeah because like and honestly like that's what you're reminding me of and it's so true because like it is it is an illusion and that's what i'm starting to realize with my phone is like i i spend a lot of time on my phone you know i mean my job and stuff Mm. the work i do the like the content creation um but what is real anymore? You know, Mm. what is real and what is not and what is like really important and what is actually an addictive, an addiction. Because the thing is, is that when people recognize the consciousness and the ability of our conscious state, they also realize that we have um, addiction in our brain and we have habits and we have comfort areas and we have um, areas of trigger and ways you can like Ooh. manipulate a brain too. You know, it's not yeah. like there's so many areas that have <coughs> in the brain. And so that's why we've gotten to this place where we run by habit most days. And, and you're right. Like, that's why it's like, if you eliminate all your habits, pretty much what you're saying, who are you? Yes. Like who is the actual person you're identifying with when all of these, these things that we've just been raised to be attached to us, like literally when we pass on our phones are the last existing versions of us, the things we thought, the things that were important, we took pictures of the messages we sent, the notes we took, like we are literally when people say like, oh, I'm 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 scared of EI or am I saying that right? I E E I intelligent yeah. alternative blah, 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 yes, all that crazy shit. Yes. ASL. So that is it. Our phones are already that. If someone could give our phone a, a, a microphone that was constantly recording, someone would literally start to finish have our identity, our opinions, how we feel everything, every reaction we would have had to certain things from every phone call we've taken on it, it would be that right there. And the scariest part is too, because now, you know, we're, we're, we're in a society where it's very much competitive and whether we want to admit it or not, we're all competing. We're all competing to be seen as something and to be viewed as something and to be in some type of category or spectrum. And our social, um, our social profiles and and every time that something is asked us what our name is put in a bio tell us a little bit about yourself post a picture of what you're doing what's on your mind it's also only been what we've deemed as receptive to those who are going to read it and the peers we have on that platform 
because we're not posting this to have zero likes and no comments. We're posting this for all the interactions, for all the shares, for all the responses, for all the like-minded people, for all of the, oh my God, this is the best thing I've read and you've changed. We want all the gratification. We want all the attention. We want to be validated through our social platforms. And that is such a false to your existence as a human being because then you're playing with this whole aspect of are you being who you need to be to please and you don't even have to be a people pleaser to be doing that you just want to be liked you just want to be respected you just want to be seen on instagram and facebook and tiktok and it's like it's really sucky when you're seeing people who you really enjoy and then maybe get exposed to totally not being that. Or maybe you just learn about the industry more and it makes you really question the personalities you've followed and have connected with because you learn how much managers influence an idea and how much um, TikToks are orchestrated and set up and planned and it just loses its value. It loses its uh, like authenticity. And in this life and in 2022, especially, man, all we're craving is like originality and authenticity. And those two things are running out. They are running out quickly. They are depleting. And the, and I think now, too, I think I've been able to come to this realization of how I really perceive the world and take it all in because I'm being left to no other options other than the roads that have yet to be traveled, other than everything that I've been taught to say no to, to deem as weird, to deem, but why? Now let me really investigate why that might be, why I've been so pushed my whole life to avoid this way of thinking and living and feeling. And it's like, damn, you guys really got us hoodwinked because this whole time, all I had to do was look right there to see what I should actually be valuing and wanting for myself in this life because it's so not all this it's scary. Yeah. No, um it's crazy when you think about it and what you're saying and what I, like and what I'm like it's making me think about is the fact that the most like abnormal thing now and to be unique or original is actually the ones who are going back to nature and going back into tuning into like their ancestors and it isn't just this like yep. You know, um we hear a lot like on social media speaking of, you know, about like ancestral trauma and breaking this and breaking mm-hmm. that and doing spells and this, da, 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 da. like, no, no, I don't even think that's the point of what we're trying to be told either. I really think it is the fact that like getting back to outside and, and it's something I think about a lot and, and not that it's like wrong to make things outside. Right. But if you're trying to tell people that they should spend more time outside away from their phone while you're recording a video, while you're outside on your phone, I feel mm. like sometimes that gives a, a mixed message. And I'm not, again, Absolutely. I'm not trying to like, like put down how people knock anyone shine. Right. Yeah, but I do want to think about that. Like when we're, there is a certain level of irony to be, yes, like how are we being moment. the role models for the messages that we are trying to spread? and how are you being truly like in a way that like that's why like when I when it comes to my content I always say like I don't create for you guys I create for me I I literally ask myself like what do I need to hear today what did I learn today what did we learn in earth school today Markalina is what I usually go through um because the truth is is like 
I don't want to be living from a place like that anymore. And I was like, I was living from a place of like, what does this person want to see? Or what am I like my followers mm. want to see? Or yes. you know, and like, again, like how, who am I? Like, I'm still don't know who I am when I'm, when I'm like, I got popularity because I did one video, but who am I outside the one video? And how am I like, am I still trying to recreate the same video over and over again? You know, like where's the originality? Right. And like, that's why. I always tell people like separate yourself from the amount of views, followers, likes, all of that, because mm. all that comes when you just know what you're, you're putting out there. People mm. will gravitate towards when you are clear of what you are, who you are, what it is, why, why are you even showing up? You know, like, why do you mm. even do it? Even the people who just do it for fun, they, you still will attract an audience, you know, whatever, yes. whatever the thing is that you, your reason for why you do it, there's always an audience for someone, you know, yes. but I think we get so caught up in like, I want to be something for a bigger audience. You know, I want to be mm. something. And like, I think you cannot like, please everyone. No. And you're always trying to be bigger. When you, and I'm going back to what you said in the beginning is it's about, it's not about being bigger. It's about understanding we're equal. It's about understanding Mm. that like, you're not trying to empower your story so that other people can validate your story. You're trying to empower your story because you're trying to literally understand your life. And by you being brave enough to try to understand your own life, people then by default are just going to witness that. And actually that was something else that I noticed in you years ago when we first met. And I love that about you too, is that you would write about a lot of your own life experiences and what you, the lessons you learned within it. And you didn't share it in a way of like, I'm trying to be a spokesperson or motivate. You naturally were just being motivational, but Mm. you were doing it because, and I, and and people gravitate towards it because you spoke from your heart you spoke from a place of like i just want to write you know i just want to express this feeling vulnerability yes and and you still do that today like where you show vulnerability you express your feelings in a place where you're not coming from like i'm 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 trying to change everybody's mind it's more like i just want to hold space for what it is that's in my headspace and that's how a person empowers what they're speaking about it's not about like even mm-hmm. confidence the confidence comes <coughs> in trusting what you're saying you know that it's yes, like the confidence the is actually a, yes. de- a default that just turns on when you finally trust what it is that you're speaking about and how you, you lean into the passion of what you're speaking about, you know, because it is a scary thing when, you know, you and I were talking earlier about how people have mistaken your passion as drama and oversensitive Mm. and has tried to like persuade you in a way that brings you back into a space of like, you're making me uncomfortable. And I'd like you to be a little smaller Mm. because I don't like that. When the truth is like my, your passion is meant to be said, it's meant to be discomforting. Um, You know, I said it in my my YouTube videos and I'll say for you, like, I feel the same, this goes for you too, is that you will either trigger people or inspire people, but either way you're doing your job because you're making Mm. people think, you know, and when you start like trusting in your passion, you know, that's what I feel like has happened for for the both of us. And, um, and I took what people made me feel shameful for, and I started realizing just how proud of it I should be and truly putting pride into it and, and, and loving and nurturing those parts of myself even more because to be vulnerable with just anybody is people will deem as weak, as weird as, oh, you just vent to anybody. You just can't. I can be the same me I am to all of you. I, there will be no trip up in my story if you ask me now and in 10 years it's gonna be the same one because I 
made sure to love myself enough to not ever have to be a different version of myself for any of you people. And whereas it comes to my energy and who actually gets the most of me and who actually gets a vulnerable side where something you say or do affects me and can hurt me is one thing. But feeling how I feel in any situation or especially that of public, but even personal, deep, close ones, I am open, ready, and willing to do that publicly because when we can all start normalizing that, we're going to have heartbreaks, we're going to have headaches, we're going to be bloated, we're going to feel bad, we're going to trip and break our toe, we're going to get into a fight with our significant other and be wrong and be embarrassed. When we start realizing we are humans and humanizing ourselves and stop being so bled and nonchalant and either you're mentally ill or you're fine. And once we just start allowing ourselves to be what we are, it's like, it's crazy to me because I'm like, when a dog hurts itself, right? It doesn't pretend to stop limping in front of all the other dogs. It's just going to limp. It's in pain. When we as people get our egos hurt, when we're dumped, when anything, we want to shelter it. We want no one else to know anything like this could have happened to us. This is like so below us. Nobody else can. It's like, and I know that's a dumb way to put it, but I, again, I just think of like in human nature. And the only reason I say dog with a limp is because a dog, like dogs in a pack, they will kill off the weak. They will kill off the vulnerable. And it just comes down to the fact that even if it's risking their life, Man, if that dog's foot hurts, it's just going to freaking limp. It's going to wail. It's going to cry, regardless of what comes next. And we humans, man, because we've been so taught to be like, ooh, you got left. Like, almost like, ooh, you're going through something rough. Like, we're so, and that's the other thing with going through the grief I've gone through. People are so, um, uh, what is the word? Uh, They are so... It's like, yes, it's uncomfortable, but it's also like, mm, you're really burdening me with your sadness. Mm, Like you're sad in front of me. And that means I'm not allowed to be happy in front of you. So actually, I'm just going to like, not be around you because you just need to be sad right now. Instead of learning how to be comfortable around people who are rightfully sad, going through things. Like, holy crap, does grief teach you that other people just don't want to deal with your sadness. And it's not until they experience their own really, really low levels of grief, really deep sadness that they become the person that's like, I'm here for you. We, you can cry and and I don't have to cry too, or have it ruin my day and still be here for you. Wow. Uh, You can still ugly wail, still sit right here and eat my cereal and be present with you in this room and not feel like, like this is super cringe. You need to do this on your own. That's another really big, like there's something to a species of creatures that do not come to one another's aid in any way, shape or form, unless we feel like entitled to it or whatever, or unless we've been hurt enough to know that other beings need that. It's really like one or the other because I'm, I, I bet if I hadn't been put through what I'd been through, maybe I'd probably feel the same way. I don't know. I didn't get that experience, but I know there's a real reason why I'm so emotionally captivated and compelled by some things, by some videos, by some relative feelings, 
by me seeing someone else experiencing a feeling I felt. I feel it all over again and I feel it for you. And I feel sorry that another heart and another soul has to be burdened with the ache and the grief and the distance from friends and the, and the awkward time off of work where some coworkers get it, some don't. Some managers judge you, some don't. You get some side eyes now because you come back and you're, you're considered weak because you needed time to grieve. And other people are like, well, life is life and your job is here and you need to be at work. Because I, I had managers like that. that had the nerve to speak on my brother's passing as though it was something that is given a time stamp when it comes to how I mourn or my physical and emotional capabilities to perform at a job that requires nothing but my emotional and mental presence. Yeah. In a happy way like, too. Not just right. Right. You're expected to be only one emotional a one emotion um, presence in that period too. And it's like, we're not robots, man. We are not meant to be mechanical beings. Mm-hmm. We're capable of so much more than that. Yeah. And we require, huh, let's not even, we require so much more than that. Being as intellectual as we are, holy crap, like, how do you not see that? <laughs> if we're the smartest beings on earth, that probably means our brains need the most nourishment and care. Right? But we tend to not really um, idolize that or prioritize that. That's a better word. We don't, we don't prioritize our brains being probably one of the main organs that needs the rest the most. Like it really is such a, a, a sad thing to witness. Um, but I would love you to talk about, and I don't know if this is just something that was natural in you, but you had spoken about like how humans like have a really hard time withholding space for one another because of their emotions and that it's something Mm. that you had to learn yourself to be able to do um so how how did you get to that place where you are able to hold space and do you have any insight for others who may be wanting to be able to do that but they're just they're not comfortable but they just and I think a lot of times the reason why people are uncomfortable in those moments because they didn't have an example of Mm. what it could look like to hold space you know, so do you have any? Yeah. I mean, really, I think that a huge part of it is again, going back to crying and feeling sadness is weakness um, or is sensitive. Um, And a huge thing that I've learned personally in my own personal relationships is that people do choose to cope with being hardened with rejecting those feelings their brain, you know, registered, this is something that makes you not feel good. So now we're going to not feel it (laughs) because if we can just avoid this altogether, cool, let's do that. And that's really scary and unhealthy because in more relationships I'm learning where I'm learning where that road takes you. And that road takes you to unintentionally hurting a lot of people in your life. And to becoming someone you really probably never thought you'd be or are. And a huge thing for us is our mark on the world and what we left behind and what they're going to say at our funeral. And so with my upbringing, there was a lot of opportunity for me to question myself. A lot of opportunity, uh, opportunity for me to lose lack of value in myself. And Thankfully, I was in a time where I'm like a Gen Z millennial kid, where I'm like, 
got to live my childhood for the most part. And my, my grandparents raised me. So even especially with that, with that kind of quote unquote old head mindset, I really got to start out my childhood in the woods by myself with my imagination, with my own creativity, amusing, truly soothing, self-soothing and amusing myself and being capable of depending on myself to be my entertainment for the day and totally loving that and enjoying it and truly having a great time. Um, and truly being my own role, I learned I am a leader, not because I told myself that's what I want to be. As a kid, every time I played house with the neighborhood kids, I'm mom. <laughs> There's a reason, honey, I'm running this household. But like that, I'm a natural born leader. I'm independent. I'm walking down the street from my house right now with the carriage my mama gave me and the baby doll, knowing damn well to all my neighbors, I look crazy as hell because they know I must be, what, 10 years old, walking around with this real life stroller, living my best life. But that's what I wanted to do. That's what I was going to do. And it didn't matter who was going to judge me while I was doing it. I was having fun. I was minding my business. My mom and dad told me this was okay. And so it came just from a household that definitely, like, taught me love, but also taught me, oh, like, hurt and shame for myself. And I thankfully, and I really have to give it to my outside peers and guidance counselors because... I thankfully had enough people in my life rooting me on and cheering for what they must have saw in me. I don't know how, but they really did. That were like, you know, you're a great kid. You're funny. You're good to be around. You're this, you're that, you're these positive things. So for all the negative, it was like, hmm, there's something, there's something good about me somewhere though. It can't all be bad. And it was when I realized it, I'm not all bad. And even if I'm bad right now, I can be good. And I want to feel good one day and I want to be happy. And, and I'm watching my friends live in households where they're demonstrating family dynamics. And I'm learning, I want this. I want to be this mom who could communicate to the, the kids and the kids that come over and comfort the kids that come over and maybe can't have these conversations at home. I want this. How do I get this? How do I be this? How do I do that? And the first thing was acknowledging when they call you a crybaby, you're not a crybaby. You're crying. Someone hurt you doesn't matter how old you are, you have feelings. And that was my first young understanding of you're valid without knowing the words to it. Your experience is real. And what you're feeling is real. What's happening to you is wrong. And even though the people who are doing it to you are saying one thing, you have people who aren't doing that to you saying another. So acknowledge that. There's something not going right here. And unfortunately, that then comes with the age, too, of learning to rebel and to rebuke and to get away from. And with that came a lot of, like, relying on other people, living on eggshells, living in households where I could be told, get the fuck out, you're a burden, like, truly, um, where I have no, like, you have no ties to me personally. And again, man, your self-worth and, like, at my young age, it was like, I'm just not good enough. I am just, like a burden in every house when they step into. I am just not a contributor. Um, what I'm offering is just not good enough. And it takes getting out of that situation and into the next one to reflect and be like, could I have done better in these areas? Yes, but is who I was dealing with necessarily a mentally stable person who was treating me the way I should have been treated? No. And that again comes with leaving that situation and getting treated the way you should have been treated and giving being given the patience and the nurture and, and making a mistake and having that first person be like, Ooh, that upset me, but it's okay. 
I still love you, but that upset me. That disappointed me. That was not okay with me. And being like, oh, but you're not angry. You're not going to scream at me. Oh, but you're not going to walk away and leave me. Oh, but you're not going to emotionally disattach from me and neglect me emotionally as a consequence. Oh, so I'm allowed to feel like these things. I'm allowed to mess up and still be loved. And that's when I learned that I also have to do that for myself. I am the only common denominator I'm ever going to have in this life. I am the only thing that came into me, it came into this world with me. I'm going to be the only thing that leaves with me. It literally, I will never forget. And I don't remember, like I'll say, I'll never forget. I don't remember when and what age, but when I realized that I am all I actually have and not in a good way or a bad way, just in a factual form. If I get arrested for a choice, I make, I'm the only one sitting in the cell with me. If I get rich and famous, I'm the only one who gets that gratification. Like I am the only one inside my mind living this experience with me. I'm like disassociating from the fact that I'm still one person. I'm just viewing myself now in a different angle. And I'm capable of realizing that I'm just a person and I need love and patience. And I need to give that same grace to myself. And even though other people are going to do it, don't feed your own ego and start, you know, not being able to be told about yourself. But don't let anybody tell you a damn thing about yourself, especially when in your heart, you know, that's not your intention or who you are. Really evaluate the people calling you the names and calling you out because it's unfortunate how many times they'll do that to deflect on their own behalf. And how they'll purposely gaslight and misguide someone to, to convince them that they are the problem. When in reality, there's two problems here. Okay, let's be all the way real. Or, and like, whatever. It's just like, you are your common denominator. Love yourself. Learn to love yourself. Because holy crap, you're not going to teach anybody else how to love you the right way if you don't learn how to love you the right way. If you don't learn how to catch yourself. If you don't learn how to be like, I'm consciously about to make a, a bad choice, whether it's stealing, whether it's lying, whether it's cheating in, in, in any circumstance, it's being able to be so with yourself and consciously aware that you want better for yourself. Is this, is this who you are? Is this what you do? Is this what you need to do? Chances are it's not. Chances are you don't want to lose respect for yourself actually. So let's not. Let's find a new way to get over this boundary, to get over this hurdle, to get across this obstacle where we can grow from it and be a better person and then demonstrate to the next person who feels like they have no other way out or resource, how they can do it, how we can figure it out, how we can continue to evolve and be better and be worth more. Because at the end of the day, what we get out of this experience is what we get out of this experience. And how dare we do anything to ourselves and to our lives that makes it unenjoyable. It's like, give the most to yourself while you can. That should be what you want for you. And to and sad to see so many people live a life where they're so displeased with themselves because of how other people have taught them to view their own life and their own worth and their own position and their own role in the world. And they don't even know that can be whatever they want. And when people say that, I know it's like, oh, we could be, we could do whatever. But it's true. If you manifest that and you think that for yourself and you wake up every day consciously going, 
These are the choices I'm going to make for this person I want to be. Every choice you make in that day is leading you to a person you want to be or, or whatever. But if you wake up every day and you go, I want to be a better person, a kinder person, and you smile to more people that day, that was you making those choices. You chose to smile. That contributed, that added to your bucket of kindness. If you woke up and said, I want to be kind, but you didn't make eye contact with people that day, you didn't hold the door, you didn't put in an effort, you consciously made decisions to bring you away from that goal, that end goal. That's just where we're like, that's just our conscious obligation every single day. And I can't make people have worth in themselves. I can't make people love themselves, but I definitely can advocate for the fact that you're worth it. You deserve it. You, I hope weren't put here on this earth to sit here and dwell on your time. I hope at some point you can feel the warmth on your skin from the sun and hear birds in the air and be like, holy shit, this is huge. This is so much bigger than me. This is like, this is, this is crazy, but I'm here and I'm here for it. And I'm me and I'm in my moment. And and quite damn frankly, I was a sperm that made it. And that's crazy to think about. Out of all them little swimmers, you did that that crazy at one point you were the olympic winner in your life okay so if not for yourself do it for the sperm that did not make it because there are so many who did not get the chance and they was fast as hell what an ending to that what an epic ending i fucking love that (laughs) so much and you know i want to go back to the the start of the question because you definitely (laughs) answered it but like way more than i expected to in such a beautiful way because i I was asking like what's your advice for people who can't sit and witness emotion and what i heard is literally the if you can't sit and witness emotion, it's because you can't sit and witness yourself and the only way that Mm. one is ever going to be able to witness the emotions of others and be able to hold space in the ways that you know you feel like this like I should be able to do this or I want to be able to do this but I don't know how it comes back to self and being there for self and I love that you bring it around to like if you can't celebrate anything in your life celebrate the fact that you are the one sperm who fucking yes. did it. I've never thought yes. of that <laughs> I love that so much. So, so much. Oh my gosh. I, I appreciate you so much for being on this podcast episode and having this conversation. And I so look forward to having you on another episode. There is so much to be said and heard from you. And I want to just go back for just a sec, because I said this earlier about you being so wise and how it's hard for you as a 23-year-old to witness that. And as one Mm. who was once a 23-year-old myself, who had the same thing said to me about like being wise, but then also feeling confused because a lot of times people would be like, well, who are you to think what you think? Or you didn't live enough life to know what you do, but you do, you do. And the the Mm. thing that you... I say to a lot of people when they look at me, like, you're so young to be where you're at. No, I should have been here all along. And same with you. Mm. Like you should have been there all along. And it's not like you're too young. It's the fact that like, this is like, you've always should have felt an empowered being and been empowered and all of us should feel it. And also I think a lot of times too, where the fact that other people older than us, we have witnessed them make changes is why that we get younger and younger seeing it. 
you know what I mean? Like, yes. like, and it's so good. It's so rich. And don't ever let someone look at you and be like, you're so lucky that you, you think the way you do. It's not luck. It was hard work of why you think the Man, way you do. Yes. But you should have always been empowered and you shouldn't have had to go through what you went through in order for you to mm. think the way you do. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so yes. that's what you and I are building here. And so, yeah, like, and another thing I wanted to say too, with the age thing is like, that's something society has taught us that <coughs> children, we don't add, we only learn. Right. But going back to what I was saying before, where if, if like you're here for me and I'm here for you, that means when a child is born, the child is there for the parent and the parents there for the child, meaning that there is a, a duality. There's a balance in the relationship, you know, like it's not just yes. the the parent being teacher. It's actually the, the, the child being a teacher also. And so impact empowering children to recognize that their emotions are valid, what they bring up, what they spark up, like not shutting them down and actually like listening, actually listening mm. because you've been saying what you've been saying probably long before you were 23 years old. So what that proves to me is that you have always known, you know, you were just met with adults and role models who didn't have the emotional maturity that you to nurture that and to help support that and give it a actual stable ground. Yeah. And like being met with then other adults who were able to meet that emotional need, it just shows Mm. the difference in what it can do for a child's experience. And so, yeah, don't ever let anyone tell your, like make your age a factor of any spectrum of wisdom because you as a being is just this like incredible, like light and goddess. And like, you you, you really do change this the frequency you know like you really do make people think and honestly I think that's one of the greatest services you could do especially in today's time of all the things you talked about of how we are robots is being mm. so brave enough to be the person who's either going to get the punches for being the change yeah. that nobody wants to hear or being the right. person who gets praised and either way don't let it stop you you know absolutely like anybody listening don't let it stop you because absolutely like you said, people are going to love you and hate you um but you need to make literally sure no listen. matter what no matter what the best people the best influences the best idols in our world you know there's still a, a total part of the um population that'll have something negative to say that will find the negative is it doesn't matter what it is absolutely so i want to just read the two cards that i pulled from my universe has your back deck so the the card the first card is my vibes speak louder than my words ain't that the truth um and the (laughs) moment i embrace my peace within and surrender the outcome is the moment that the universe can truly get to work i love those cards very very much so before we end um i just do you have any last things that you want to leave my listeners with any last wisdom you want to share or something on your heart space of that you just want to hold space for this is your Um, thank you yeah i think the perfect thing would be the one that we spoke of earlier and that really i even heard and listened to and felt today which was that um well we didn't I didn't say this part to you but I will say another thing that really resonated with me on this is you know even the things that are good for us right and that are healthy for us if given to us in the wrong dosages can be lethal and deadly and harmful even the best healthiest purest things if given to us in the wrong dosage 
um, can be lethal. And that to me is huge when it comes to self-care, self-love and self-empowerment because there's a line to walk and it becomes a, you know, a very big responsibility of being self-aware enough to go, am I doing this out of good intention of knowing that I'm becoming better for others? Or am I becoming better for myself, how I feel about myself, how people view me, how I'm seen in the world, how I'm treated by others. And I think leaving it off with that is perfect because I'm really trying to do my best to actively acknowledge that I want to be a better person so that I'm giving a better person. So that the diamond that everyone in this world meets and experiences is not of a burden or a negative memory or a, 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 an intense, angry, upset, and, and, and any negative tone. I don't want to be that. I want to be only anything positive um, or beneficial to my existence onto others. And in loving myself and nurturing myself and giving myself what I need from others that I'm not going to ever get from anyone else but me. I'm able to give that version of myself, hopefully, to the world. Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> I just, I, love you too. <laughs> I can listen to you I, forever. You just, you speak so like to my soul, to my heart. And I know that I'm not the only person who is going to benefit from all the, that you share today. I know that like, I, I greatly benefit just knowing you and the times that I've known you. And I, I, Likewise, I'm so though. honored for you to take this time today. I mean, we've been together for literally four hours at this point now. Seriously. And I love it. I know my boyfriend's <laughs> on my line, like, oh, four hour podcast. I'm like, yeah, give it a four hour podcast. <laughs> like, don't even worry about it. We're connecting with my soul sister. You're not going to ruin this for me. <laughs> listen, listen, like what anyone needs to know is if you're talking to Mark Alina, like you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to be gone from life for probably about six hours. <laughs> Hotline bling. Yes. Your significant other is going to think you're stepping out because yes. <laughs> you're on the phone for chat. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you um, for having me. Thank you for thinking of me and having me and giving me this platform. Like seriously, first and foremost, I should have said this in the way beginning, because this is so beautiful of you. This is so awesome of you. This is so selfless of you. And also this takes a lot of confidence because let's be real. Once people get a platform or a spotlight, they don't want to share it, especially with someone who I feel like, you know, the way you make me feel is like so much admiration and love and respect. And with that, you know, usually comes some uh, intimidation unintentionally to others. And so thank you so much for like giving me a platform to be heard and to be respected and to be like who I am. Because I know I can shine pretty bright. <laughs> and sometimes I can take up a lot of space. And so I'm just so appreciative to like you, especially who has always only ever seen that as, okay, girl, I can make room. Mm -hmm. And it's like, thank you for not making me apologize for my presence and for being big and for being loud and for being authentic and for loving that because we need more space for people to have that and to have their moments and to, you know, instead of being like, girl, shh, to be like, yeah, like, period, like, yes, absolutely. You're amazing and you're beautiful and you inspire me. And the fact that you're getting so much love and appreciation from the world, it's so gratifying to me because it's one of those so good things do happen to good people. 
So people who deserve it do get their moment in that light and that admiration and that support and that following because you are someone to follow. You are someone whose practices, man, they're not hurting anybody. If anything, regardless of what you take away from it, you're learning something every time I listen to you. And for me personally, especially when it comes to just like the topics you hit and the generational things you're focusing on and the norms you're trying to like obscure, it's like, yes, yes. Thank you for making sense of things that I just couldn't put together on my own. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm like it. trying to hold back to <laughs> I just feel so humbled and honored. And thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for reflecting that back to me. And, you know, you have no idea. Like a lot of times you, you don't, you don't always believe in what you're doing or how impactful it really could be and how, yeah. how many people, more people will watch you than they will ever tell you that they're watching. And yes, you be vulnerable yourself to express that to me. You know, I, I feel so honored. I feel so humbled and, and I just feel really grateful. And, and for you to say like, I'm an example that good things can happen to good people. Yes, absolutely. Because when you start to really separate yourself from everything that happened to you and you start living Mm. for you and understanding your triggers and you start getting to what you said of like, I just want to be in the highest good for all. When you really start understanding what that looks like for yourself through your journey, that's when you start attracting all that good that lives for you because you finally opened yourself to it. When you stop talking living, giving so much energy to the trauma in the past and you give more energy to how it made you feel and how you want to transform into, that's when the good comes. Good does happen for all, you know, you just got to be willing to be open to the good and believing that the good exists and, and work for it and uh, thank you. Be open to it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I oh love my this. gosh. I, I love feel so blessed. All right. my day. I will link in everything um, for Diamond in the show notes um, for you to connect with her on TikTok, on Instagram. She also has a podcast. Um, so I'll put all the things um, and ways that you can, you can connect with her. Um, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Into the World We Go. Doing this work literally lights my soul fucking up and it just means so much to me to have you guys here to keep showing up for yourselves as well i could feel the vibration and the frequency shifting in all of us and i know that the work that we have been doing for years now is coming into fruition for us and i could feel it i could smell it i could taste it and i just want to honor every single fucking being who is listening to this right now who's made it to the end of this episode i honor you i love you i am so grateful to be doing this work if you would like to support me and the work that i do further please head over to apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and a review let me know what you guys think Don't forget to head over to my YouTube channel, subscribe, leave comments, interact with my videos. And last but not least, Line Soul Pack meets April 23rd, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you would like to learn more information, you could head over to my website. I will link everything in the show notes, just one click. And that's it. 
I hope you all have a wonderful week with so much love and blessings to you all. Let the light shine. <laughs>